Hey, juicers. I'm Melissa. And I'm Brooke. And this is, for God's sake, Don't Drink the Jones Juice. Listener Juice Episode 5. Yeah. (laughs) We are so excited to be doing this today. It has been a couple of months since we've been able to do a listener juice, but uh, I basically went on there and begged y'all and you came through. You came through, guys. So we've got some really good stories. Um, a couple of true crime, which is pretty neat. We haven't uh, had true crime stories on Listener Juice yet. So excited about that. And I think we've got some really good ones coming. So enjoy. Woo. Also, a uh, little side note. Congratulations again, Jamie Carter, for winning our t-shirt giveaway. Yes, congratulations, and thank you, everybody, for entering and just for supporting us in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we really appreciate it, even though sometimes I feel like we are we have to beg. We're like, please <laughs> enter our free t-shirt giveaway. <laughs> please send us stuff to read on our podcast. Hey, it works. So. <laughs> Spare change. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and just delve right into this, because I'm excited. And we have um, four stories each instead of three. Yeah, so so it's going to be a longer listener juice. And after this, we have to record our episode 29, which is probably going to be a long one, too. So it's going to be a long day. So let's do this shit. Let's do it. All right. So story number one comes from Kim Marillo. And it says, hi, fellow juicers. My name is Kim Marillo. I am Brooke's mother and Alyssa's mother-in-law. Hey, mom. Hey, (laughs) mom-in-law. I would like to share some of my experiences with what some may deem paranormal, but I deem as demonic. Let me just tell y'all, this lady has some crazy stories. Yeah, she does. And I messaged her last night. I was like, mom, please send us your stories. Like, we need to read these. It's nuts. So she says, my first happened over 15 years ago when I was going through my divorce. I was asleep dreaming an ordinary run-of-the-mill dream, actually about my neighbors. Suddenly, the dream stopped, and the immediate vision I got was that of a black cat sitting in the woods beside our home. Then, as I lie in bed, I now no longer am asleep, but with my eyes closed, I begin to hear and feel a buzzing, almost purring sound getting closer and closer to my left ear as I was lying on my right side. The sound was so real, so intense, I felt either someone had come into my home and was terrorizing me before they were going to commit horrible acts upon me. Oh my God. Or there was a demonic force doing this. And I remember the story clear as day. Mm -hmm. Like she said, basically, it sounded like it was coming from afar and it was slowly like entering her body through her ear. Oh my God. Until it was like inside of her. Yeah. Terrifying, right? So she says, filled with fear, I knew I had to open my eyes, turn over, and look, and I knew that it was not going to be a person. This was different. I prayed, and I turned and looked. Nothing. But my cat, Simon, was sitting intently, staring at me from the room across the way. I knew he, too, was aware of what had just happened. What had happened was a force of evil had stood over me and delighted in my vulnerability, my fear. During this same time, within days, my son and I witnessed from the living room one of our front porch ceiling fan lights suddenly go out. 
We looked out into the dark and couldn't see what happened, but the fan was still on. It wasn't until the morning that I found the bulb in hole laying in the yard a good 15 feet away. What the heck? Yeah, bizarre. I remember all of this stuff. Like that house was so creepy, but now I don't think it was the house. I think it was my mom, you know, something messing with her. Right. I felt there was an energy in my home messing with me because of my weak, confused emotional state during my divorce. I felt like it wanted to instill fear to make me feel powerless, if only because it could. I've had a few other incidents since over, since then over the years, always during times of emotional vulnerability, but the big shebang came about six years ago. Do you remember this? You'll remember when I start talking about it. I think I do. I once again found myself under great emotional dis- distress, very conflicted and trying to end a relationship. I was house sitting for my dad in another state. I was there alone, asleep in a back bedroom, when I was aroused to the, to the sound and feeling of someone or something filled with rage coming down the hallway toward me, for oh my me. God. The sound was like that of plastic or windbreaker pants briskly rubbing together, if you can imagine what I mean. Yes, I do. <laughs> so you're hearing this thing and it's whoosh, 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 and it's coming towards you. <laughs> Horrifying, right? Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. I would piss myself. Me too. She said it was like a swoosh, swoosh with each angry stri- stride. I knew this was not a person. It was more. It was pissed. It was demanding my attention. And I simultaneously realized it had attempted to awaken me shortly before, but I had not fully aroused and never acknowledged its presence. This time, he would not be ignored. I could feel the anger, the hatred, the energy saying, I will not be ignored. You will hear me now. I had my back to the door, eyes closed. It rushed in and stood directly behind me, angry and heavy. The presence much stronger than had a real person done so. It then put its weight on the bed down at my legs. I felt the mattress sink in beneath me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I prayed to God. I told this thing I was a child of God and he would not have me and to be gone. I finally turned over to see whatever I might see. Nothing. It was gone. But so was my fear. I know in my mind, body, and soul that this was real. This was as real, if not more, than you and I. This was not anything human, anything that used to be human. This was absolutely a force of evil, a demonic force simply taking advantage of my weakened, vulnerable spirit and mind. The only times I've ever had these encounters have been at times of great stress and indecision. My personal belief is Satan takes great pleasure in instilling fear and intimidation. He delights in anything that causes distress and pain. It is his purpose after all. He is real. But you know what also is real? God. No matter your beliefs, religiously or spiritually, I think most of us know there are two forces, good and evil. In my story, I choose the ending. You can too. Very well written, Kim Marillo. Very good, Mom. And uh, just a little side note here. I do have to tell you, you know, when she said um, she felt kind of at peace Uh when it was gone, this woman said she literally just turned over and went back to sleep. Okay. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Not I. My ass getting in that car and getting the hell away from there. I think that it could follow you, though. 
I mean, I mean, she literally, she said she just, you know, when it was gone, it was like a peace came over her and she said she just went back well, to sleep. If you're at peace at that point, I mean, you probably don't feel no. the need to flee. Nope, I'm leaving. <laughs> and any paranormal experience I've ever dealt with, I just kind of went back to what I was doing too, Ugh, because I, I mean, know. that's so scary. She has had so many stories, you guys, and hopefully we can get some more out of her. Um, there's several that I remember from that particular house mm-hmm. that I was telling you about, so... I remember when we were at her dad's house. You remember that time? I don't, I know it was a holiday, but I can't remember which one. And we were sleeping in the campers Mm -hmm. and you and Ansley were in one and me and Titus were in the other one. Mm -hmm. But your mom and I stayed up like really late late talking about this kind of stuff. And when she told me that one, I was like (laughs) so scared. I was petrified and she was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to bed and there was Brooke and Ansley. And I was like, no, no, you can't just tell me something like that and then right. leave me. Like, you have to sleep in here with me. Did and so she? she did. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, that's the thing. She has never believed that it was something at the house. It was something after her. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't think it would matter where she was. Mm-hmm. It would have been there. Right. You know, and that house, I'll tell you right now, my grandparents' home, these are people that love God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it is a very holy home. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like she was somewhere, you know, in a bad place. I feel like people who are that way, though, do mm-hmm. tend to experience, experience like demonic things more often because I feel like Satan's trying to win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, with my family, my family is super Christian and mm-hmm. we had so much crap happen I know. to us. I think that's so crazy. Yeah. So my, cause me and my dad have talked about it and he's like, well, you know, if Satan already has somebody, what's the point of, right? you know, messing with them? That's yeah. absolutely true. She, uh, when I, she called me and she said, did you get it? And I said, yeah. She said, I hope it's not too like overly Jesus, you know? And I said, no, no, it's perfect. Well, I think it even, was great. even if it was, I mean, those are her personal beliefs exactly. and they, you know, and they exactly. are detailed or they're correlated with her story. So yeah. it makes sense to say it. Yes. All right. Ready for Alyssa's story. Yeah. Let me clear my throat. I'm sorry. Guys. Go for it. My listener juice is from Jamie. And she says, Hey gals, it's Jamie. I have three stories about some of my experiences and one of my husband that still gives me chills. Sorry this is so long. I have had several experiences. Here are my most memorable. If this is too long and you have to shorten it, my husband's story is definitely the most interesting. It's not too long. So Now we love the long ones. Yes. I mean, unless you're Jacob Brown. Then... (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wonder if he still listens. <laughs> Probably not after you made fun of him last time. <laughs> he loved it, though, because I talked to him about it afterwards. That's awesome. And his sister listened, too, and she was laughing. So, <laughs> Anyways, um, since I was a kid, I've been very sensitive to bad feelings. I can walk into a building and get an overwhelming gut feeling of bad energy or danger. Same. Same, same. And sometimes feeling like I can't breathe or I'm being choked. It was definitely stronger when I was a kid, but I still get that feeling sometimes. I had a boyfriend in high school. His family was gifted if you can call it a gift. His mom was a medium, but chose to shut it and not talk back. She had a spirit that haunted and followed her since she was a kid after playing with a spirit board, which like, mm. is why I don't ever do that. Oh, yeah. Things can attach to you. Mm-hmm. I have tons of creepy stories that his mom has told me. If you would like to hear them, let me know. 
we're telling you we'd like to hear them. Yes. <laughs> so send those in. I used to be terrified to sleep in my room even through high school. The same high school boyfriend once told me he always saw something standing in the corner of my room, which is like <laughs> big nope. <laughs> big nope. Some nights I would even sleep on my couch in the living room. Around middle school, I was on the couch sleeping and suddenly woke up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. We used to have this solar nightlight that was plugged into the wall in the bathroom. It would turn on at night and would glow into the hallway. When I went to the bathroom, that, that light was on. I went back to the couch and laid down. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw the light turn off. Remember, it's plugged into the wall and only turns off when the light is on. The power was still on in the house, so there was no reason this would have turned off. I thought it was weird, but went back to bed. A few seconds later, I felt something pull my hair that was over the arm of the couch. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? Oh, hell no. Could you imagine? Hell no. I've never been touched by something, and if I ever was, I would yeet myself (laughs) out a window. (laughs) I thought maybe it was one of the cats, but all three were laying with me. Of course, I was terrified at that point, but I didn't have the courage to walk through the hall, past the bathroom, to my sister's room. So I turned the TV on and didn't go back to sleep. Honestly, though, you know, TV is a comfort. It probably could distract you. Mm-hmm. Maybe the demon would get hooked onto whatever you're watching and leave you alone. <laughs> <clears throat> More recently, about two years, it was Christmas time. We had our tree set up in the living room that stayed lit all night. The light from the from the tree would shine through the cracks on the door, along the side and the bottom. So, like, I mm-hmm. guess the whole door. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I? Um, my husband used to work out of town during the week, so being home alone wasn't unusual. My German she- my German Shepherd Jacks would always sleep in bed with me when he was gone. One night I woke up in the middle of the night to Jack's barking and growling, which was odd for him. I reached down and pet him to calm him down and tell him to stop. I turn over to face the door and I see a figure of a man standing in the middle of the room. Oh, hell no. It was an all black figure. I couldn't see any details, only an outline, but I knew it was a man. And then she got snatched. (laughs) (laughs) Snatched. Um, this figure was blocking the glow from the tree shining through the crack of the door. That just makes it even more real. Ugh. Like, just seeing that it, yeah, it is there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just a shadow. Right. Like, it is blocking yeah. light. Wow. That is so scary. Um, the figure was blocking the glow from the tree shining through the crack of the door, which kind of illuminated behind the figure, allowing me to see the outline. So it probably made it more pronounced. Right. I gasped in shock and flinched. When I opened my eyes, he was gone. Mm. Oddly for being so scared upon seeing it, I didn't feel a sense of danger and turned over and went right back to bed. <laughs> These people <laughs> I'm just telling you, back I'm to telling sleep. You, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Get, get out? And do- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to turn over and go back to sleep. You kind of just are like, oh, that was weird. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Interesting. This was the first time I have ever had an experience in this house since moving in. I have never seen anything since then, but I find myself thinking about him some nights, which I'm sure I will do tonight, making it hard to sleep, which is 
my biggest flaw in the world. Right. I'll be laying down to go to sleep and I'm like, wow, what if there was a man standing in my room? <laughs> and then you get horrified and you can't fall asleep and like oh. you don't want to open your eyes and it's just horrible. Sweet dreams, Jamie. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I have a story from uh, Jamie's husband, but it is written by Jamie herself. I'm interested to read this since she said it was the, more interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I have not yet. Neither one of us have any idea. So, my husband told me this story a few years ago from when he was in high school. He and a few of his friends one night drove to this house that they heard about in Loganville. The house is on Jack Pittman Road, named after the man that owned this house. If I remember correctly, Jack Pittman killed his wife and his kids before hanging himself. Holy cow. That's insane. I did not know that. Me either. When driving in, you pass the family cemetery. He told me his friends took several pictures of the headstones and could see orbs and what looked like a figure standing behind Jack's headstone. Do you still have the pictures? I know. I would love to see those. Me too. They continue to drive up the road to the house. They all had a very unsettling feeling and never approached the house. They decide to leave. They drive back down the road and... And they saw a woman standing on the side of the road in a long white gown. Ooh. No way. No way. The lead truck stopped to ask if she was okay. Oh. She then unhinged her mouth and began to scream. Excuse me. Oh my <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh. My husband describes it as a man, woman, and child's voice all at the same time coming from this woman. Beautiful. Holy shit. I love that for her. Oh, my God. They immediately speed off, not looking back. Last year, my husband and I had to drive up to Loganville. I asked him to show me the house. I want to go to the house. Yeah. It was daytime, so I figured if we stayed in the truck, we would be okay. He finally agreed after capital letters refusing not to go back there. He swore he would never go back after that night. Keep in mind, my husband is 6'3", 300 pounds, army vet, thinks he's six or thinks he is 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Not a whole lot scares him. Dude, the paranormal don't care though. That's right. We drove past the cemetery stopping. I get out and look around for a little while. Definitely got that overwhelming feeling of gloom. We continue to drive down to the house to find it nowhere. Huh? Huh? Yeah. He swore that it was right there. I look it up online to find a story saying that the house was completely demolished in 2014. Wow. My husband went in 2016 and the house was there. Ooh. The story said that the house is only visible and appears at night. What? Oh, what is it? Just yeet itself? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeets itself Yeets there. the word of the day, in case you guys didn't know. Oh my gosh, I want to go at night. <laughs> Let's go in the daytime first. And then when it's nighttime, go back and see if we see yeah, it. And the house is like, no, because then you'll know my trick. You'll know. <laughs> Another story talking about two boys that visited and had their car chased by a woman in a in a white gown. I tried convincing him to go back at night, and he absolutely refused and said that he would never go back. Well, I mean, if a woman unhinged her mouth and <laughs> screamed at me in a man, woman, and, and a baby child. voice, Ooh. I would never go back either. No. I'd be like, you know what? You can just keep that subtone. Exactly. 
Thanks for reading. I have many more. If you would like to hear more, let me know. I hope you enjoyed my experiences. Girls, send them our way. And send them our way. We definitely did enjoy them. Yes. That was actually a good one. I like that one. Ooh, I, all I can picture is this woman now. Unhinging her mouth? Yeah. <laughs> like, to me, I'm sure she just opened her mouth, but to me, it I'm seems like her like, face, ah! like, like, like her jaw, like, dropped all the way, like a cartoon character. <laughs> but, like, in a, a very creepy manner. Exactly. Okay. I'm um, sorry, guys. I still... I am slightly sick from last week. I'm getting over it, but like my voice keeps Corona. Coming. Coronavirus. I'm just kidding. But um, so that's why I'm like sniffling and clearing my throat and stuff because I'm I'm getting over it. Okay. <laughs> so my next one is from Destiny, and she says, "Hey y'all, I'm sharing on behalf of my paramedic. She worked a horrific car accident." already this is sad i won't go into details but a car struck a semi the occupants of the car was a mother and her three-year-old daughter that's so sad gosh the mother was very obviously dead the three-year-old was miraculously alive good laying in the floorboard between the front and the back seat oh so she was oh gosh she well she probably wasn't strapped in correctly if she's yeah um, while they were cutting her out of the car, she had her eyes closed and singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. She remained singing till she was loaded into the back of the ambulance, at which point she opened her eyes and looked at my medic. She told my medic, who was an EMT, I can open my eyes now. Mommy said it's okay. She's not coming with us. She was hurt bad in the car, and she's going to heaven. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> oh. A three-year-old said that? Oh, my God. I have chills. My medic said the chills were instant. They did not tell the little girl her mama was killed. And she said, my mama told me to close my eyes and sing till help arrived, and I would be okay. <sighs> Just proof of a mother's love, even after this life is over. Dude, that... Oh, my God. I have goosebumps. I do, too. Literally. Like... <sighs> wow poor baby and three that's so young like she could yeah. not make that no, up no no children all. don't make that up no they don't that would oh. not even cross her she'd probably just be screaming traumatized yeah and it sounds like she was just calm and singing yeah and, oh my gosh that is so sad <clears throat> wow i'm covered in goosebumps right now yeah these Got are the some chills. good ones you guys thank these, you these this is probably our best listener juice episode uh, yeah okay guys so now i have an anonymous true crime story this listener did not uh wish that their name be revealed so we are going to respect that um but i am excited to read a true crime story me i'm excited to hear it so it reads my cousin i'll call him cam he was desperately disturbed after he came back from the military He had a hard time with authority and learning what was real and what was fake. Oh, that's so sad. So sad. One day, he was accused of driving drunk and impaired and decided not to pull over until he was home. He then, while in the patrol car, took his own life because he was unfortunately not checked for weapons. He was mentally unstable and depressed. Just that same year, he was in a six-hour standoff with SWAT because he had killed his grandfather over a truck. 
I don't have many details, but I will send you the article pictures. If you'd like to read from the article, I just ask that his name be left out. And I did read the article and I'm going to read that as well. Okay. So I just want to mention that this is directly from the shelbystar.com, but I have edited edited it (laughs) to remove the man's name and uh, the victim's address. Okay. Okay. So this article reads, a Cleveland County man killed himself in a patrol car after an hours-long standoff with law enforcement in Polk County. The 33-year-old died Sunday morning while in custody, according to officials. He was arrested on suspicion of driving while impaired and was in the patrol car when deputies said that they discovered a firearm on him shortly before 5 a.m. This was the second standoff he had been involved in within the past year. In March of 2008, he holed up a home on the, I'm sorry, hold up a home for four and a, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, held up a home for six and a half hours after allegedly shooting his grandfather twice. Shelby police were able to negotiate with the man and coerce him to put down the weapon and come out. The man ultimately surrendered and was taken to the local hospital before being booked into the Cleveland County Jail. Deputies asked the man several times to surrender his weapon, but the veteran turned the gun on himself instead. After numerous hours of trying to negotiate a peaceful situation, he took his own life, said Polk County Sheriff Tim Wright at a news conference. It's too early to assume why things happened the way they did. SBI is investigating and hopefully will have answers soon. Law enforcement officers arrived from Henderson County, Columbus, North Carolina, Transylvania County, Cleveland County, and Tryon, North Carolina, and the State Bureau of Investigation to try to defuse the situation. The officers were very upset, he said. They thought they were getting through to this gentleman. That's the hardest thing for these officers to go through. Pray for the family of this victim and the officers involved. The gentleman was out on a $100,000 bond awaiting trial from the March 2018 standoff where he shot his grandfather. The SBI is still investigating the Sunday incident. Wow. Is that heartbreaking? It's so sad. Or what? That just breaks my heart. And sadly, I hate that he was out. He shouldn't have been out. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's just heartbreaking. You know, we, if he had stayed, they may have saved his life. Yeah. I wonder if they had given him like a psych eval. I'm I feel sure. like that should be mandatory for anybody that's being arrested. That like, way you can determine whether they should be. Yeah. Why would you not check him for weapons though? If you already knew, yeah. I mean, clearly they're going to pull up his name and realize that he's out on bail for shooting his grandfather. And you don't yeah. check this man for weapons before you put him in the patrol car. Right. That, it is. But it, even in general, I feel like they check no matter yeah. what, you know what I mean? That is heartbreaking. I am so, so sorry. Me too. Wow. Okay, so um, my next story is also from Anonymous. My mom and dad had a rocky relationship. My mom, who pretty much provided everything for us kids, which we're four, all ranging in the age four to 18. A little bit about my dad. He was a horrible alcoholic and drug abuser. His biggest drug abuser his biggest drug he abused was cocaine 
all while also on depression medicine prozac i've taken prozac and i hate it it makes me feel awful seven people in my family distant and close have killed themselves on that depression medication i will not take it wow that's insane Wow, mm. seven people. I'm telling you, this particular listener, this uh, the story I just read was from her as well. She is one of the strongest individuals I can possibly think of. I mean, she, her life, I just, I can't. Wow, seven, dude, seven people. Seven That's people, crazy. Along with what I just read and what you're about to read. Like, it's, oh, my heart. <clears throat> um, He would have no problem laying a hand on any four kids or my mother. Eventually, my mom grew tired of it and gained the courage to get a divorce. While my mom had entered the process of the divorce, my dad had grew very angry and resentful even towards us children. One day, my dad had looked my mom in the face and said, if you're here tomorrow, I'm going to kill you. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Uh. With all belief, my mom got herself and us out of the house while she could. Eventually, we came home because we had went to the grocery store, and Mom had went to go mow the grass with me sitting with her. All of a sudden, my dad pulls up in a Harley-Davidson and approaches my mom and shoots her in the heart. Oh, my God. I did read this one um, because it was sent to me personally. Um, I'm assuming that means that this listener was, like, riding the lawnmower with her mother while she was shot. Oh, my gosh. That's what I got out of that. Um, my then brother of 10, all siblings observing, grabs me to bring me to the house while my then sister of 17 went to hopefully revive our mom. In the end, my dad ended up getting on his knees and taking his own life. Oh my (sighs) God. This is all done with a revolver. I'll never touch one and I'll never ride a Harley in my life. That day was forever ruined as was my sisters and brothers. Wow. Thank you so much for trusting us to to share that. Read yeah. it. Wow. And I'm so sorry. Like, there are no words. Absolutely no words. Do you know if her mom survived? No. She did she not? She did No. Wow. I am so sorry. Yeah. That was tough. But thank you. Thank yes, you so thank much. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, This is going to be my last story, and I believe you have one more? Yes. Okay, so this story comes from Destiny Curtis. You read a Destiny a minute ago, right? Mm -hmm. It was a different Destiny, though. Destiny D. Yes. So, hey, y'all. I've been wanting to send in something for the Listener Juice episode, but I have never been able to put my experiences into words before, so I've been hesitant. To try to keep things as short as possible, I guess you can say I have always been in tune with the paranormal. I have had many small experiences throughout my life, and most of them have all been positive. However, there is this one time I had a very traumatic negative experience. About five years ago, the three of us moved into a home with my mom and brother that is located right off the Covington Square. Uh, P.S. Covington Square, totally haunted. Totally. (laughs) As we, as soon as we moved in, strange things started happening. We all kind of kept our experiences to ourselves for a while. We have always been told to never talk about or acknowledge the paranormal. 
My son, who was only about two at the time, would tell us that sometimes that he sees big, scary monsters at the top of the at the top of the stairs. Oh my god! I am ashamed to say that I didn't take it seriously. <clears throat> but then things started getting worse and started happening to all of us while we were together. Noises, bangs, flickering lights, our son's toys playing by themselves, things coming up missing, missing flying stuff stuff flying off of shelves, you know, the usual. Well, my mom started waking up in the middle of the night about 3 a.m. every night, and she would be drawn to the kitchen. Every single one of the cabinets would be open. Oh, my God. And some items in the kitchen would be flipped upside down. Ooh, sounds like a poltergeist. Yeah. Another time, I was standing in the living room cleaning up toys, and I felt like someone was running up very aggressively behind Mm -mm. me. No, no, no. Here's another one of these. This was to the point that I spun around, ducked, and put my hands up to get ready to swing. I literally felt someone angrily, angrily staring at the back of my head, if that makes any sense at all. When you turned around, it was behind you now? Yes. So, yeah. Creepy. So... I thought it was my brother or husband trying to scare me, but no one was even inside the home with me at the time. Now, let's get to what I really want to tell you guys about. Me, my husband, and our son lived in the basement, and I babysat children in my home from time to time, so I had to wake up early one morning and go upstairs to meet one of the parents. I was in the process of trying to fully wake up when as soon as I open my eyes, I see a long, skinny, completely blacked out slender figure with only one bright red glowing eye Uh -uh. (laughs) and very long, skinny fingers literally crawling over my husband coming toward me. Excuse my God. Hell no. Oh my. Okay. Like that would be sad to see. But imagine her telling her husband that that's what she she saw. Like, could you imagine like just feeling so violated? That is terrifying. It was locking eye contact with me the entire time. At first I was frozen, but I knew not to keep eye contact. So I fell out of the bed backwards and darted upstairs. And just left her husband. (laughs) (laughs) She said, bye. Yes. Shamefully leaving my husband (laughs) and my baby downstairs asleep. Honestly, though. Same. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, poor thing. I was in absolute tears. I woke my mom up and she had to calm me down. The fear that this entity made me feel has lived with me forever. I can never get the image out of my head. It is legit my nightmare and not much scares me. I can never shake the feelings it's made me feel. I have seen the exact depiction of what I saw as a Halloween costume Uh -uh. and images floating around the internet and it makes me want to throw up. Sleep paralysis? Maybe. But I have an aunt who identifies as a medium. These these stories are also similar. Uh It's It's so funny how that happens. It is. And she suggests that it could have been a succubus or an incubus. I'm sure that most of you are familiar with those, so I will not go into too many details. But if you are familiar, then you know that these entities typically attack the weak. Yes. Yep. This this is so crazy. These things are so similar. Uh That being said, the entire time we lived in that house, we were all in a very negative headspace. Bad things were happening to our family financially and emotionally. We were in complete turmoil there. All of us were depressed, angry, and constantly fighting with each other. 
There are still things that my husband said I did during our fights that I absolutely do not remember. I was a completely different person and everything they claim I did was so out of character for me. Once we moved on from that home, everything got a hundred times better for all of us. It makes me wonder sometimes what was actually going on inside that home. Anyways, I'm sure this isn't the most intriguing story. Yes, it is. It is very interesting. (laughs) But I was worried about it being too long for the podcast. Hopefully you guys feel it's good enough to use. I absolutely love listening. Y'all are the best. Keep it up and thank you for getting me through my work day. Sending lots of love and good vibes. Destiny. Thank you, Destiny. That was a great story. And again, was, yes. we love the long ones, so keep them coming. Also, I don't blame you for just leaving. <laughs> Honestly, like, Bye, what? husband. Bye, baby. <laughs> like, what? I'm out. But, I mean, obviously, it was crawling over her husband, so it was coming for her. Yeah. Like, they... But it was well, they're, they weren't his target or I mean, its target. I'm sorry. Yeah, but like I feel the same way. If it's coming towards me, I'm running and like I'm sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, know? I can't blame you, girl. I wonder what it would have done if it would have got to her. Oof. Oof. And it makes me wonder maybe if something was tormenting her alone. Like she said, she was acting like a completely different person. Oof. I'd love to know where the house is too. Oh God, that was probably my least favorite one. <laughs> I mean, like, it, because it's it scares scary. me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that thing was crawling over her husband, and she said, "Nope." <laughs> she <Bye. ran. laughs> All right, my next one is from Savannah. So she says, "Hey, ladies, I love you both and your podcast so much. We and love we you. Love you too. <laughs> it is literally one of my favorite parts of the week. That is so sweet. I love when you guys say that kind yes. of stuff because it." Because there are times... It keeps us going. Yeah. There are times where me and Brooke are like, okay, so when do we stop doing this? Because we... Yeah. You know, but then we get things like this where people are like, no, dude, like, we love your podcast. Like, we get excited when an episode drops and we're like, okay, so we're doing doing the thing. She's one of the ones that um, bought one of Vanessa's shirts that she made also. Oh, cool. Thank you, Savannah. I hope you like it. Did, um... What's her name? Cameron. Cameron never get her shirt. Yeah. I want to say she did. Um, I, I don't think I was there, but I don't think it's in the back room anymore. I could be wrong. If you haven't gotten it, come get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have a funny story to tell before I get to the real juice. <laughs> the medication I take causes me to have some seriously crazy dreams sometimes. And apparently the other night I had the podcast on my brain when I went to sleep. <laughs> I love uh-huh. it already. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I just dreamt that both of you ran a tattoo shop together and Brooke had designed a special tattoo as well as t-shirts just for me. It was super duper strange. And then she had some laughing, crying emojis. That is too <laughs> funny. I love it. <laughs> Anywho, on to the spooky stuff. When I was in elementary school, my parents built a house on a large piece of land in Jersey, Georgia. When we first moved in, we heard spooky noises like coyotes often, but eventually got used to it. Our pipes used to creak a lot too, and the noise sent chills down our spines the first time we heard it. At least we thought it was the pipes anyways. <laughs> That's what I would tell myself. It's, yeah. it's the pipes. Yeah. But it's a new home, right? They said they oh, built yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's weird. I know you haven't seen this because you don't see anything ever in your life. Uh, That's dead. Is it a movie? Blinking, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a show um, on Netflix that you should watch called um, The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. And um, 
you know, it's about a haunted house, pretty much, kind of. But there's a lot of symbolism in it. But anyways, at one point, these kids, these two girls are laying in bed. And um, there's just a lot of banging on the walls. Like, you could see the um, pictures, like, oh. you know, flapping off of the wall because it was banging so hard. And the dad comes in there. And he's just like, oh, it's just the pipes. But they just went through this traumatic experience where, like, all of, like, the the walls in their room were just banging super loud. Oh, my God. Yeah. It just reminds just me the that. pipes. It's, it's an old house. It's just the pipes. Like, I don't know about you, but I've never seen a house where the pipes did that. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, a few years later, when I was in middle school, my family and I had just gotten home for, from dinner, and I sat down on the couch with our dog facing the glass French doors. In the reflection, I could see a tall, dark figure moving toward me. I turned around to check it out and saw nothing. Mm-hmm. When I looked back in the reflection, it was gone. Thank God. Eek. Um, I tried to shake it off and forget about it, but this thing didn't want to be forgotten. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, a while later, probably a couple of years later, I saw the same tall, dark figure walk from my bedroom window and out the door. Oh, my God. Uh that just confirmed that I had for sure seen something the first go around. Not long after that, I was walking past our basement door and the handle was the handle was stuck down as if someone was holding it down from the other side. No. Oh you just turn gosh. around and walk away at that yeah. point. <laughs> I hope that's what you do. I mentioned it to my dad, but as soon as he looked as soon as he looked at it, as soon as he looked, it popped back up. Sorry. None of us had been in the basement recently. Fast forward again a few more years. My boyfriend, now husband, moved in with my family due to some personal issues. My mom made him sleep in our bonus room. He was fine up there for a while, but one day he decided he would rather sleep in the living room. When I finally got him to tell me why, he said it was because something was up there and it didn't want him there. Oh, no. (laughs) Yikes. I know this seems like it goes on forever, but bear with me. A while later, my boyfriend's mom and two younger siblings had to come stay with us for a week or so while they had some repairs done at their house. My boyfriend's younger brother slept in the bonus room, and his mom and sister slept in my room. I crashed on the couch in the living room with my boyfriend. One night, his little brother... (laughs) Oh, God. Poor little boy. (laughs) Honestly, like... It, he, his brother literally sent his little brother <laughs> knowing that there's something up there. Oh, God. One night, his little brother came running down from the bonus room and into my bedroom with his mom. He said something, opened the crawl space door and looked at him oh. and then shut it. Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> absolutely not. You are right beside the crawl space door right now. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Y'all should have just seen her face. Kill me. Literally our desk in our podcast room like she is like within a foot of the crawl space door right now well um if it opens and a face pops out (laughs) you'll be the one seeing it so anyways uh my boyfriend and i were literally shaken to the core because we knew he was telling the truth we had never mentioned anything about our feelings or sightings in the house my husband and I don't live there anymore, but he claims he can still feel something anytime we visit my mom. Mm. He can only describe it as a presence that doesn't want us there. My only guess is that maybe the property is haunted since my parents built the house. Yeah. yeah. 
My mom and sister don't really believe in ghosts and think we're both just crazy. They've never seen, heard, or felt anything unusual. My husband has had lots more paranormal experiences than I have, so if you want to know more, I'll ask him if I can send you all the stories. Keep being awesome. Smiley face heart. Thank you. Thank you. And please, yes, send those. Send them, send them, send them. We'd love to be able to do a listener juice at least once a month. That would be great. Right. So anybody listening, if you have never sent your stories in, send them. Also, I'm still laughing that he let his little brother <laughs> go. <laughs> Poor child. <laughs> Poor little boy. <laughs> oh, gosh. That is also extremely creepy because. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here like, okay, this is a brand new house. Like, yeah. But yeah, properties can be haunted. Yep. God knows what happened there, you know? Probably something creepy. I mean, it could be on an Indian burial ground. I mean, you never know. Dude, fucking demons like that are just so annoying. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to pop out of the crawl space really fast and scare the shit out of this little boy. It'll be so funny if I did that. (laughs) Ha ha. And then they do it. And the little boy screams and cries. And it's just down there snickering at him. Those were excellent stories you guys they really were i think that was our best listener juice i agree like these stories every single one of them like captivated me yes it held my interest yes so thank you guys for sending those in and if you want your paranormal slash true crime slash something creepy whatever mm-hmm. um if you want those read on our podcast send them to don't drink the jones juice at gmail.com and make the subject listener juice so we know mm-hmm and I think that's it. So that's it. For God's sake. Don't drink the Jones juice. Sleep tight. <laughs>